Diving into the 2023 NFL cap casualties. Is there going to be a new look amongst the Bills skill position group? This is a very important show today, guys. We're going to break down some potential cap casualties that will impact your fantasy leagues in 2023. Before we do, you want to make sure you follow us across the board at Razball Fantasy on YouTube, IG, and TikTok. We are doing daily content over on IG and TikTok. Go check us out over there as well. Of course, make sure you head over to the website at rasball.com. We're doing great stuff on all levels. Football, we keep it rolling all offseason. About to dive into a bunch of free agency previews. We also are doing a bunch of work on the baseball, hockey, and basketball side. So go to rasball.com for all your needs for every sport. And finally, make sure you subscribe to the Rasball Fantasy YouTube channel. We are not stopping all offseason long. Plus, the baseball podcast is up and running. Check us out every single week. Over on the Razzball Fit, hit the subscribe, leave us a like. We do appreciate it. But for today's show, let's talk about the AFC cap casualties that are going to impact your fantasy team starting right now on the Razzball Fantasy Football Podcast. All right, Matt, listen, if I was a superhero, I'd have to be Batman because at this point, you're my Robin. And I just feel like, and honestly, Probably we could flip roles. I mean, give you seniority. I'll let you even have Batman, but it's all good. Matthew Styles, you can follow him at Styles08 on Twitter. What's going on, Matt? How much? I'll, I'll, I just I second that by saying we'd probably look fantastic in tights. So that's we were talking a little bit earlier off camera about what our options are to help viewership, and Matt said take your shirt off. But I think tights might have to bump that down one. So let's go tights at three. Then we'll go with taking our shirts off. We have a lot of exciting stuff going on at the Razzball Fantasy YouTube channel here, folks. If you're listening to the audio side, don't forget to jump over to YouTube as well. And if you're just going for a run, you can't watch the video, jump over to the audio. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Today's show, we're going to be breaking down five potential cap ca- um, five teams with NFL cap casualties that could really impact fantasy football. Today's show is really exciting. Something to... Get us warmed up for free agency, which we'll be breaking down in the next few weeks. But today's show is really to talk about some teams that are over the cap heading into this season. They need to cut bait. And there's some guys out there, very relevant for fantasy football, that could be cut. So me and Matt are going to talk about those guys, the impact they'll have on the team itself, and where those guys could potentially land if they are cut. So Matt, any thoughts? I know you wrote about this topic today. Any insight before we start the show? Uh, no, a lot of what we cover, uh, we prepped coming in. So the article tomorrow will pretty much uh, emphasize what we talked about. So folks that are listening in and, and want to go ahead and, and get back to that stuff later and review it, it'll be out there tomorrow morning. So Jen will have it posted out, I think, 6 or 7 o'clock tomorrow morning. It'll be out Bright there. and early, mate. You start your day with a coffee and some Razzball fantasy football content. That's the way to do it, folks. All right. Let's dive into it. So at five, it's the Tennessee Titans. And this is a team that when I was diving into this information, it has some interesting names. They are $23 million over the cap going into this year. So the exercise today is to find players who have a less of a dead cap hit. And essentially for anybody who doesn't know what the NFL salary cap is, if you cut a player and they have a $10 million salary, you don't necessarily have to eat all that money. They might only have $5 million, which is already cash paid for already to the player that you have to pay. The $5 million comes off your book. So there's some guys who might not have fully guaranteed contracts going into this season and or already had money paid out previously. And this is only partially guaranteed. So that's what we talk about today with dead cap versus the actual base salary. Now, for the Tennessee Titans, they do have to move a lot of money 
and they have some big, big names, especially fantasy relevant for this team that are actually, they could save money by cutting. First one's Ryan Tannehill. Next one's Derrick Henry. And the third one is Robert Woods. Now, I do think Derrick Henry's not probably going to get cut. They could save some money from Derrick Henry. Ryan Tannehill probably next on the list. I do think that they could explore looking at, they have Tim Kelly, by the way, who just got hired as the offensive coordinator there, promoted from QB coach, a guy that's worked very good in the past with guys like Deshaun Watson. So maybe they do want to keep that continuity with Tannehill. I don't know. But the one that seems most realistic is Robert Woods, 30 years old, coming off a average season, did play too great, a lot of quarterback issues. He could be cut to save some money. So Matt, diving into this, with one, two, three of these guys on the move, do you think all three are on the move, any of them? And then if they are, who are the guys you're going to keep an eye on the team now that could really benefit from these guys leaving the team? So I think Tennessee is built for Derrick Henry, right? He's going to get to a certain age where he's expendable. Uh, he'll be NFL running back that's too old uh, when they get to a certain age, you know, the Sean Alexander age. Uh, but I don't think he's going anywhere. The team is built currently to be Derrick Henry's football team. Uh, I agree with you that Tannehill is probably not likely to uh, to be released, but what has Ryan Han Tannehill done for them lately? Right? What, I mean, really, what's he doing? Um, he, he's a former college wide receiver that's probably overachieved in the NFL, um, but he needs to be more Kirk Cousins and less Ryan Tannehill. Uh, and I'm not sure he has those skill sets uh, the way Cousins does. Uh, and so I think that that I'm with you. I think 30 year old Robert Woods. Uh, who was a product of the Rams system and Cooper Cup in a solid running game and uh, Matthew Stafford, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I, I think that that's the most likely guy to be released, right? Add in the injuries uh, that he's had and the fact that uh, I think I, I think I used the same term you did, right? Average, not he was good, not great. Um, and But he just he wasn't on the field enough to justify them paying him significant wide receiver uh, one money. So I want to talk about quickly if these guys were moved, where I like to see them go. And I think the Arthur Smith parallels are huge in this game because not only does Atlanta have needs, but they also have a bunch of salary. So they are well under the salary cap heading into 2023. They could take on a quarterback. They could take on a high-priced running back. Now, I would love to see if Tannehill were to leave Tennessee, I would like to see him go to Arthur Smith. He flourished with Smith, and they have two guys already who are better than what they have. Well, we'll see on Traylon Burks, but Drake London and Kyle Pitts with Ryan Tannehill give him a set duo that is fantastic. Derek Henry, I don't think he's leaving, but same thing. If he were to leave, I think he would be great with the Falcons. They had a their offensive line played out of this world. I know Tyler Algier is a guy that's up and coming, but Derrick Henry in that system, again, would be fantastic. Robert Woods, here's a bold take here. I think Adam Thielen, by the way, Adam Thielen, also a guy we'll talk about in another podcast. I think he gets cut because he's another guy that can be, save the money. The Vikings are well over the cap, too, so this is maybe not likely, but I think he joins, Robert Woods joins the Vikings to be the number two Rio Knights with Kevin O'Connell and company. Kevin O'Connell comes from Sean McVay, and I think he slides into that number two spot. Is there any spots in the NFL that you'd like to see one of these guys land yourself, Matt? Uh, well, Green Bay always needs receivers, but uh, that's, we all that's never going to happen. I am so sorry. I literally thought Green Bay every single time. I'm like, that's ne it's not realistic. It's never, yeah. never do it. I don't know why, but they will never do it. It drives me yeah. No, but you you want my hot take. Aaron Rodgers is gone. Where's he going? You think the he's, Raiders? He's are the either Jets? going to the Raiders, 
or he's going to the Jets. Yeah, I mean, that's – so the, here's the interesting thing, too. So um, the Jets right now would have to start clearing cap space. They're over the cap as we speak. Yep. So though, they're going to have to start hemorrhaging some money. The Raiders have $17 million right now without – and they could probably make that money work quicker. But I, the Jets yeah. make a ton of sense. The Jets so, make a ton and of sense. And I know I, we're, we're digressing, but it would, it would have to be a draft package and some players to make it work for both teams. But – um, if Green Bay decides and Rodgers decides that's the move, what they need to do is they need to just blow it all up, right? Fifty I, million I, off the books, blow it all up. Yeah, I agree. I think I think the Nathaniel Hackett thing makes some sense, some continuity there with him. I personally think Hackett's not exactly what everyone thinks he is, but at the same time, at least he'll he could put in an offense that he knows Rodgers knows how to run. And then they already have they have some weapons over there, and we're yeah. going to talk about the Jets in a little bit. But is there I, anybody I think, for Robert? Go ahead. I think Woods might be okay in Tampa, but it's not Tom Brady, so that's a tough call as to, you know, because it, he can be the short short passing guy, but so can Godwin. Uh, uh, we'll talk probably next week the fact that Evans could be a cap uh, casualty when we talk about Tampa, but Woods kind of fits in there a little bit. I'm just not sure that that would that he'll that would be attractive to him with uh, the quarterback uncertainty. Yeah, we'll pull it. We'll talk about the Bucks. I think they're they're a team that's going to have to change a lot. They don't even have an OC yet. Todd Monken, though, love that. Let's go. Like that was the no. Like him and Dirk Coiter were like that's the es. That's like Javis Winston, Ryan Fitzpatrick, like the Harry Chest, Deshaun Jackson blowing up stuff. Like that was fun for a little bit. So I would like to see that. But anyway, that that's all we got for the Tennessee Titans. Next team is that New York Jets. How about that? This one's kind of a simple. One. Only three million over the cap. And when I was looking into this, I just want to talk quickly about this guy. It's, it's actually Corey Davis. Um, I think this is likely. I think that with the emergence of Elijah Moore down the stretch, Garrett Wilson there as well, I do think that they could easily move on from Corey Davis, especially as they look to fix the offense and whatever. But I give it a 7 out of 10. Now, do you think this is likely that he's on the move? If he does, do you even care? I actually think this could be huge for Elijah Moore as a post-hype sleeper. If they could go get themselves a solid veteran, like a Derek Carr or an Aaron Rodgers-type quarterback, this could be huge for Elijah Moore. What's your thoughts? Yeah. Well, right before we came on the air, uh, Derek Carr was cleared to talk to the Saints, just so you know. Uh, so they've they he, the, the Raiders have given him clearance and the Saints clearance to have that talk. So we don't know. But, I, again, Corey Davis, what have you done for anybody lately? Uh, right. A couple of years ago, Corey Davis came out of the gates fast. He had he had a good start to the season and then he just fizzled. Um, you know, he used to be kind of Deshaun, Deshaun Jacksonist, right? The, the, the deep threat guy. He just doesn't seem to do what teams want him to do anymore. I think he's an eight out of ten to, to be cut uh, because they do have the two young receivers in Wilson and Moore. Uh, I think the question comes in, what's going to happen at quarterback? Yeah. Is it going to be Zach Wilson traded for Aaron Rodgers with some other pieces? Or is it going to be Zach Wilson sit the bench because we went and signed a veteran and you need to learn how to be an NFL uh, person and quarterback? Uh, I'm not sure. But they've got good pieces there. I mean, the defense is fantastic. Uh, Sauce Gardner and they've got folks up front that can play football. Uh, I think Corey Davis, he's just not worth the money or the headache. And they can go get a replacement level guy uh, in free agency that will cost less than Corey Davis. Yeah, Zach Moore's gonna Moore's got a chance to blow up. I I would like to see Corey Davis reunite. I, this is another one, Atlanta. I think that Arthur Smith connection that he had his best season that that year with Arthur Smith as OC. Um, 
I think Corey Davis kind of had a bad look at his quarterback play. I mean, he finally had a good season with AJ Brown in 2020. It was with uh, Arthur Smith and company. Ryan Tannehill was hot. He has that big season prior to that. Mariota dumpster fire of a quarterback. The jets have been a dumpster fire at quarterback. This guy's a former top five pick. Now, granted, if he goes to Atlanta, it's it's still very uncertain. So I don't know if it's going to really help him out or anything. But at the same time, I think there's something. He's still talented enough. He had a really good season before he signed that big free agent contract. But here's another about Zach Wilson. He's still owed a decent amount of money. He has a $20 million dead cap hit. He's only owed $9 million this year. So there's a lot of money on the books for him. So they're going to have to unload him. They cannot cut him. They would be eating a lot of money to do so. So still notable there. All right. Let's jump down to the Cleveland Browns. This is another interesting one. The Cleveland Browns are $14 million over the cap. And here's some guys. Now, Deshaun Watson, by the way, man, oh, man, he's he's eating a lot of money. But the issue here is all his stud players, Nick Chubb, you know, uh, you got Donovan Peoples-Jones, Amari Cooper. Uh, these guys are the mainstays of this offense. Even the backup tight end, Harrison Bryant, are all the guys that are listed here that could actually help them save money. And Amari Cooper is the one that would give them the most relief. And if they cut Amari Cooper, they would save nearly $9 million against the cap. Now, this could be big. I don't see – this is one of those situations where I think it's a restructure. You don't go get Deshaun Watson and then blow up his receiving core to save money. It doesn't make any sense. So I personally think that Nick Chubb's a 2 out of 10. Amari Cooper's two out of ten. Donovan Peoples Jones, all of them. I think the one guy that might be moved is maybe Harrison Bryant because they have Njoku there. Any thoughts on any of these guys? Do you think anybody's on the move? And who are you going to look out for in fantasy if one of these guys does move? With uh, uh, Kareem Hunt being a free agent, uh, he was paid I think six million last year or in twenty twenty two. He's probably going to walk. He wanted to walk earlier and go some someplace else, and he probably wants to start. So. That means they can't afford to cut Nick Chubb. And, and by the way, the, the entire state of Ohio would probably revolt. Well, except fans in Cincinnati, right? All of Cleveland, the greater Cleveland area would probably burn the mistake by the lake to the uh, to the ground. Uh, I agree. I think Amari Cooper is probably restructure, uh, maybe extend and shrink the, the annual price. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones played so well uh, that I don't think that they're going to look at that either. Could be a restructure for him but they're not cutting him. Harrison Bryant, I, I, I lean back on Robert Woods and Corey Davis. What have you done for me, right? He's not quite fantasy relevant. He's younger than some of these other guys, but um, they've got enough with those other two receivers, Chubb and Ninjoku, where they don't necessarily need to pay Harrison Bryant. So the restructures make sense. Uh, keeping Chubb and uh, getting Ninjoku more uh, involved in the offense, which by the way, I will say, leading up into best ball season, the guy that's on the left side of my screen was all over David Njoku. That's yeah. you, buddy. That was me. Uh, so here's here's let's play a fun game here. If Nick Chubb does, what's a team you would love to see Nick Chubb on if he were to leave the Browns? So you'd have to go to a team that doesn't have a running back, right? Mm -hmm. uh, great, great offensive line when healthy in Tampa. No state tax. He can take a little bit less money uh, in Florida. Uh, but they have Rashad White, who looks pretty good. Fournette looks dead. Uh, bump on a log at this point. Um, he doesn't have any space to go to the teams in New York. 
maybe the Rams, but what are the Rams going to be able to give up to get him, right? They don't have any draft capital. Yeah. Um, and they're a dumpster fire at running back. So, and don't, if you say Atlanta, I'm going to just sign off. No, actually, I was thinking more the guy, the teams in the Super Bowl. I would love to see him with the Eagles. If Miles Sanders walks, he's a free agent. I think he would just be a monster behind that Eagles offensive line. And then you put him with Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Man, oh man, he would rush for like 2,000 yards. Actually, no, he would. They would go. This is what they do with Isaiah Pacheco. They 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 get six yards on first down, and then they try to throw two times, and they go <laughs> they go three an hour or something. It's like, are you shitting me? It's so annoying. It was probably the most annoying thing to watch. But I think Harrison Bryant. I'll tell you, I went down a rabbit hole because I do. I actually believe that the best spot for Cooper and D- Donovan Peoples-Jones is with Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns. Think about what Watson did with Hopkins and Will Fuller when they were healthy together. Those guys would fit perfectly in those roles with Deshaun Watson. So I do want them to stay. But Harrison Bryant, I went down a Lane Kiffin rabbit hole because uh, because he played with Lane Kiffin at, I think it was Atlantic, uh, whatever it was, Central Atlantic, wherever he was Florida, coaching at the Florida time. Atlantic. Florida, Florida Atlantic. There yeah. you go. Florida Atlantic. So I was trying to figure out, okay, well, he has ties to Pete Carroll. I was like, maybe Seattle. But I'm like, Seattle has no, no, no offense. Will Disley. It took, it was, I was going wet. And then I found out when he came to the NFL, he was with Oakland for the two seasons. He had great Knapp and John D. Filippo on his staff, that West Coast style offense. The last, and I'm like, at that point, I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's like, it's like, all right, man, enough's enough. Um, I've come to the conclusion that I don't, I shouldn't care. That's what I basically, but this guy was a dominant force his last season in college. This kid was, I think he won the Mackey award, the best tight end in, in college football. So it's, we should care, but he's, if he's playing with the joke, he's not going to be anything. So I, I would say I would love to see him go somewhere where he can play in that Shanahan type style scheme where he can get like legit amount of routes. So I would well, say remember, maybe the jets. We named get him a green day needs a tight end. Green Bay, Matt LaFleur, that's good. Uh, I do like that, too, if they would ever and, do something like and that. And I believe, so does Detroit because of the Hawkinson trade. They're not, I don't think they, they trust the, uh, the I can't remember the name of the kid, but the kid that had the one touchdown. His first catch was a touchdown. Um, he won somebody a million dollars, I think, on a, a DFS bet. It's funny that you said that because I wrote down Detroit for another tight end we're going to talk about. In just one second. The next team we're going to talk about is the Los Angeles Chargers. $19 million over the cap. And I think the headliner of this entire episode is going to be Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen could save the team a decent amount of money if they cut him this offseason. So would Gerald Everett if they were to move on from him. Um, now, they have a plethora of talent behind Keenan Allen, but I don't think they are. Like Josh Palmer uh, is the next guy up there, you would think. Obviously, I know um, DeAndre Carter's a free agent, so maybe they can re-sign him on the cheap if they feel like they can move on from Keenan Allen. Gerald Everett, they have Donald Parham, which I think a lot of people are excited if he got the, got the nod there. They do have a new coaching staff coming in with Kellen Morritt, offensive coordinator. Um, I personally don't – Keenan Allen, there's a lot of noise. I think it's a coin flip. I think five out of ten chance he does get moved. And for Gerald Everett, I think it's a little less because his cap – number wouldn't be a huge savings but i think if they need to make save money i don't think gerald everett was a difference maker for them they could move on and go with daryl donald parham what's your thoughts about the Chargers situation it's got to be keenan allen that's that's where they save the most money uh the guy always seems to miss games due to injury um and i think palmer showed himself to be more than uh you know he's well above replacement level at wide receiver and while he was the wide receiver one 
he was a stud in fantasy sports, right? He was an absolute target machine. He hauled in most of the catches. And I think DeAndre Carter com comes back on the Jeep. And remember, DeAndre Carter also plays special teams um, as a returner. So he has more, I guess, positional, double positional value than Keenan Allen does, even though Keenan Allen caught punts a few years ago as well. He, he's just not going to ever return them. I love Keenan Allen. always have. Always seem to miss out on him because I think he gets drafted too too high in fantasy drafts. But again, it's it's nickels and dimes. So he's going to have to probably either be cut and re-sign for a significant pay uh, reduction, which is not going to happen. Um, so he might end up someplace like uh, Chicago, Keenan Allen, and go be the uh, number one. Yeah, I have him. Uh, my my destination, my own New York Giants. I think he would be uh, a great role. For the Giants, what they need, that Cole Beasley, high target, middle of the field guy for a Brian Dayball system. I think he'd be fantastic there. The Giants have the cap space to make a move like this. But I also think from the Chargers standpoint, I mean, Keenan Allen's going to be 31 years old and Justin Herbert's still very young. And I think what they can do is if they can flip Keenan Allen, they can use that capital on a, a young receiver to mm -hmm. build and save the money. We've seen a bunch of teams do this. We saw the Tennessee Titans do it with A.J. Brown, the Traylon Burks. We saw the Vikings do it with Stephon Diggs, with Justin Jefferson. I don't think it's a bad idea, especially when you have a new coaching staff. Now, listen, Keenan Allen will be the perfect C.D. Lamb for Kellen Moore. So C.D. Lamb dominated the slot for the Dallas Cowboys this season. I think Keenan Allen will be perfect for that role. So I'm not saying if they if they can't come to an agreement to cut you know his salary down, I'm sure they can. But if they were to move him, it makes a ton of sense, especially with the timeline Justin Herbert's on. They still have plenty of runway. But Brandon Staley's on the hot seat. So who knows if they feel comfortable getting rid of him overall. But I do like the Josh Palmer call as well. For Gerald Everett, I actually said the Detroit Lions. I have written down. I said I like that fit. Um, if they were to move on from him, he I think that would be a good landing spot for him as well. Um, but that team's going to have a lot, a lot of talent, a lot of mouths to be, especially if Jameson Williams proves to be ready next season. All right, let's go to the last one, the Buffalo Bills. Now, the Bills, I think this one's the most interesting. I put it at one because I not only do they have the huge cap number, $20 million over the cap, one of the highest numbers heading into this offseason, but the guys that could save them money are guys that are very fantasy relevant. You have Gabriel Davis uh, and Isaiah McKenzie, and I think because of how they played, Isaiah McKenzie never really took the, the stranglehold of that slot role. Gabe Davis was extremely inconsistent all year. The Bills could easily – the Bills need the money to improve, right? So they're $20 million over. The two guys that they can cut can help them save money are the guys they want to replace anyway. So it does make sense. I think it's a 7 out of 10 for Davis, 6 out of 10 for McKenzie because he is a little bit less money. But what's your thoughts on these guys potentially being cut, moved on from, and the impact on the Bills? I think that Stefan Diggs is going to get his, right? So Josh Allen's not worried about a wide receiver one. Uh, which neither of those guys are. Dawson Knox, Josh Allen has a, a very uh, odd man crush on Dawson Knox that he loves to throw him touchdowns. They must have some in, inside bet going that Knox has to have a certain amount of touchdowns. Uh, and But the interesting guy for me is Shakur. I think that at his low dollar amount, he is kind of what Gabe Davis and um, Isaiah McKenzie are were meant to be again it's a numbers game they have to get rid of money from the books and if they think Shakir has enough time with Josh Allen and he is 
the guy, he has the skill sets that McKenzie had, then why not save the money and, and let Shakir be the guy? I said in my article, not to uh, be the spoiler alert, but if I can get my three stud receivers and end at wide receiver four and five with Elijah Moore and Khalil Shakir, I'll be uh, dancing in the streets. Yeah. I, I gotta say, I gotta say, Khalil Shakur is the guy. I think at, when I did this exercise, I was thinking from a dynasty perspective, who is a guy I could proactively reach out into in my league and see what I could get. Now, do you think you could get him for a second round rookie pick? So a mid second round rookie pick. If I offered that, if you're the owner of the Khalil Shakur, would you be willing to take that? Not after not, this season. Not being on this podcast. Right. Yeah, that's the only downfall. We can't really have objective conversations yeah. because we all we know the information. But yeah, I, I wonder if it would get it done because Two I, days ago, I maybe, maybe, yeah, yeah. yeah, right. Before I talk to you about this, yeah. yeah. Um, but the, Mackenzie and Gabriel Davis are in the same exact boat. They both don't make a lot of money, but they could save roughly about two and a half million by cutting each of them. So that's five million dollars back to them, especially if they think they need to replace these guys. Now they don't. Well, they don't have. What if I offered you McKenzie and a third for Shakir in a dynasty? Um, no, because I, I've already seen it with McKenzie. I actually I'll admit I liked McKenzie. He was one of my must-have guys in my early offseason. I said because before, where he's being drafted, it's only upside. Because if he flops, it doesn't matter. You drafted him in the 13th to 15th round. This guy, if he shows what he showed in the brief games without Cole Beasley – just two years ago, if he shows that on a consistent basis, you just got to steal. But this year, he didn't do it. He he actually ran. He played 15 games, but he ran 200 less routes than Gabriel Davis. He ran, you know, one less game, but he ran 150, uh, almost sorry, almost 200 less routes than Davis and Diggs, and they played roughly the same amount of games. So he was not even close to winning the full time role. Jameson Crowder was in there. Even Khalil Shakur was in there. He was not I, – I, I have zero interest in McKenzie. It would have to be – I mean, I, I can't come up with a name off the top of my head. Maybe the guys that we talked about today, like a, like a Josh Palmer. Is he on that level yet? Um, you know, Elijah Moore, you know, those kind of guys. I, I would be curious to see what I could get for uh, Khalil Shakur. But, yeah, I think he's the biggest one to impact – the team I, I could see Gabe Davis going to if he gets cut is the Giants, unfortunately. I could see Brian Dayball going, oh, yeah, come hang out with me. Let's let's run this back a little bit and letting him do his thing. So I could see that being a thing. Honestly, Isaiah McKenzie, he burned me this year. I don't really care. I think he's a special teams gadget guy, and that's all. Um, but Clear Shakur is the guy from this entire podcast. I think everybody should go and try to go acquire. Just play around. See what the guy wants. I doubt you're going to have to spend a first-round pick to get him, but I would say if you could give up a second, this guy could be walking to a monster role tied to one of the best quarterbacks in football. All right, Matt, that's all we got for the top five teams that are in big-time cap issues and the cap casualties that could be going on in 2023 offseason. Any final thoughts for the show before we close out? Uh, Alan Lazard to the Chargers makes sense. Mm -hmm. But I think that Alan Lazard is going to look for much more money than uh, than probably what teams are willing to pay. Uh, yeah. And we'll touch on all of those teams, right? The Giants, the, yeah, Packers, we have the Vikings, the Lions. We're going to probably hit on those next week. Yeah, so I'm, I'm thinking about starting up the AFC. Uh, the I'm going to do the NFC, I think, later this week with DT. And then next week, we're going to start free agency. 
We're going to start talking by division. Is We're going to get into it, folks. We're going to have a boatload of fun. But before we do, I want to make sure you subscribe, hit the button. Make sure you follow us across the board at Razzball Fantasy on YouTube, IG, and TikTok. And, of course, make sure you jump over to Razzball.com. I want to thank my co-host once again, Matthew Styles. You can follow him at Styles08. And go check out his article on today's players dropping tomorrow. Thank you once again. We are out of here.